The following podcast is a Dear Media production. time it is time for me to stop playing with my dating app hello anything good mm, well there is one kind of hot australian but i'm not oh. i'm not really sure on how i feel about australians mm. just they're let's hot. unpack that later it's more of like an accent thing that i'm okay. not sure if i connect with this is that so retrograde you guys feel me you know who it is you know what's up <laughs> i'm elizabeth cott hi i'm stephanie and i am out here on the scene we're so happy you could join swiping us today. right <laughs> <laughs> Swiping right, sometimes left. Yeah, a mostly left. Okay. The left is the no, which I learned too late one time. Oops. Well. <laughs> um, hi, Elizabeth. Hi. It's good to be here it's with you again. It's great to be here. We're really excited about this episode. We kind of want to jump right into it as it is a bonus episode, as some might say. Mm. We're talking beauty. If mm-hmm. you joined us for our previous episode, we had Jackie Johnson of Natch Butte. You guys have to check out her podcast. It's a fantastic deep dive into all things natural beauty. And we thought we would take our own little deeper dive into natural beauty today with Tyla Abbott, who we're going to get to her in a second, has an amazing story of her experience in the beauty industry and how she's really, I, for lack of a better word, disrupting Ooh. things over there. But also improving. Improving. Yeah. Disrupting, improving, yeah. really enlightening yes, us. And sure. um, I have to say my mind's been a little blown. Well, I'm right there with you. I'm so excited for you guys to hear her, possibly order the stuff. It's incredible. Elizabeth's wearing the shadow right now. Hey, hey. She looks so good. Thank you. Um, And so I think just without further ado. We'll just jump to it. And um, we would love to hear if this conversation does anything to kind of change your consumption. Mm views because uh, I sure sh- I sure am looking at things a little differently yeah for at sure. the moment I know this is more of a thorn but I'm going to say it right now Go after we it. talked about this we were driving home and you were like kind of somber and I was <laughs> like what's wrong and you were like I'm just bummed that I've thrown out so much makeup <laughs> yeah <laughs> really it's true though I mean to go back to the shui of it all there was a there was a mass uh, yeah, no, exodus. Same. I was right there with you. I was <laughs> and, like, this pink shadow from 20, 2005? And no now I'm feeling all the feels about it. Yeah. So um, let us know your thoughts. We want to hear from you about this. But you this. know what? I don't blame younger you because you didn't have all the information then. Yeah. And now you do. And as, so now you can make the change. As Oprah says, you don't know till you know. Yeah. So yeah. without without further ado, <laughs> let's learn some things. Love it. So um, and continuing our quest to, to be more conscious consumers, mm-hmm. live a mindful, recycling life, Reci- recycled life, recycled life. Um, you know, this is something that you and I love products. Some might say we're product whores. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. Sorry. I would say I am a appreciative consumer of well-made items okay i'm a full-on product tour well like hand raised here for it but um recently Mm -hmm. as you know we had that fun discovery of like seeing when a product might go bad from like the time you open it how it marks that so i like did a cleanse like going through stuff and like the packaging waste was just devastating intense it was a thing good news a lot of birds with a lot of good eyeshadow on right now (laughs) in the arctic just shimmering (laughs) the fuck up just birds in nars all up and down the arctic so we have talked about this product on the show but we came across a very revolutionary palette Mm -hmm. that um is from a company called aether beauty and we wanted to invite tyla abbott who's joining us here today who has had a long-standing career in the beauty industry and is really using her knowledge to make change. So thank you for joining us. Um, We fell in love with the eyeshadow palette that you recently introduced into the market. Yay. We talked about it on Natch Butte. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was here yesterday, actually. And she was here doing an episode with her as well. And um, yeah, it's just a beautiful product. But what really struck us was the consciousness that went behind creating it. So can you talk to us about that? I think first and foremost, tell us your background because you 
have some serious experience in this world. Sure. So um, I actually started in the fashion industry and moved to San Francisco from New Jersey about 14 years ago. And I went to get my master's degree. So I have an MFA in fashion design and knitwear design. And I worked in the fashion world before I sort of transitioned to beauty. And I got my job at Sephora about seven years ago as the head of product development for their private label brand, so Sephora Collection. So everything that was not makeup, actually. It was the brushes, the tools. Yes. Ah. So the makeup brushes, all the makeup brushes, all the eyelash curlers, all the sharpeners, all the bags, like literally everything well that was done. not formula. And then when I was two months into the job, I got thrown into makeup product development for all of their makeup collaborations. And Sephora is a very um, lean and mean machine. And so I was put into a room with two very higher up executives and sort of literally learned from the best. So I worked with them month after month and doing a really quick turnaround launch for a high profile collaboration. And then it sort of um, skyrocketed into a piece of my job that I kept doing. So I did both the accessories and then all the makeup collaborations for seven years. Wow, that's really major. Yeah, so you were in it. In it. And I was always, um, I've been a vegetarian since I was 14. And I've always sort of lived this organic lifestyle. And I found a disconnect with what I was doing and trying all these products all the time and literally having to wear them all the time and with the lifestyle that I was living. And so part of me wanted to, you know, do what I could there in sustainability. So I became on another <laughs> hat that I wore was basically to become the lead R&D for sustainability for the whole retailer. Is that Research that, and development. Mm, yeah. Is that, world. is that a job that you created? Were you like, hey, question Sephora, what are we doing for the planet? Or were they already sort of on that tip? They have a sustainability team and it's also lean and mean and they wanted help. So they didn't come from a product piece. And so I sort of stepped up and led the role. And so cool. they eventually hired someone on that team and they actually wanted me to come into that role, but I like product too much. I like being creative too much. And it was much more of a black and white research sort of job. And I just like to be creative. So it wasn't sort of the right fit. Okay. But um, while I was there, I was really helping them all different teams. So not just the private label brand, but helping the retailer itself um, meet new vendors that they could use and utilize to make better decisions for their retail footprint for other aspects of the business that they weren't necessarily thinking of in a sustainable way. Okay. What else is there in like, aside from product you mean on the other side of Well, it's everything like the store. Yeah, So sure. the store itself. So if you think about these fixtures that are in the store, you know, there are these big acrylic fixtures. Yeah. Great lighting. Great lighting. <laughs> yes. The best. So a lot of those get thrown out and there's not a way to recycle them. Oh. So, and they're updated all the time by brands because brands are always having like the newness. the showcase and like, oh. of like, like for instance, I immediately comes to mind like the NAR, NARS always has like a really beautiful They're all beautiful. Setup. And they're all nicely designed. But anytime there's a new product launched right. or something, they literally have to drill a new piece. I've never thought and about so that. so what happens to it is that it gets thrown out. So they've done steps to make that more of a sustainable effort now, which okay. is great. Yeah. But it's just more of like creating the awareness, looking right. at all the footprints and what they do from a large um, corporate responsibility sort of standpoint. Wow. That's I'm wild. happy to hear that they had a team that was even paying attention to that. Totally. Yeah. That's very cool. Totally. So we take a break from this sustainability conversation mm -hmm. to give love to our partner today who is really leading the way in online ordering and sustainability. So true. Thrive Market, you guys. Helping us be really conscious consumers Long-time fans we are of Thrive. And Thrive is incredible because it's basically like online Whole Foods at a discount. Yeah. So it's everything... Like Costco and like everything at Erewhon and like the dry packaging and the supplements and the all the like fun beauty stuff was all just like Inside your phone. On a discount. Exactly. Yeah. So everything is will be 20 to 25% discounted from your average retailer, which is incredible. Plus, all of the packaging that you get in the mail 
will be made from recycled materials. Hello. Which is very important because as you know, we're trying to do our best for Mother Earth. And when things come in the mail with thousands of pounds of plastic, I'm stressed out. And the green bags that like the products come in, yeah. if they're if they're liquid or what have you, you can reuse those. Wonderful. I have a whole drawer in my kitchen Big for fan. that. And they have an app, which is so cool. And Elizabeth has a hack. My hack is as follows. When you're at the store and something catches your eye, check the app and see if it's on the Thrive app for a discount. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it is. And then you can star it or add it to your cart. And moving and shaking. Like killing birds with multiple stones. I'd like to shout is that out. the phrase? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'd like to shout out a product that uh, I've been really into lately. Product? Well, it's a food. And it's the company Simple Mills. They make every single kind of cracker that your cracker loving heart could imagine and they also have baking mixes frosting bread mixes they're all gluten-free I believe a lot of them are paleo it's like almond and cassava flour and I am just obsessed because I love crackers but I hate to have a stomach ache so I just order like literally five boxes from from Thrive at a time because I could eat one in one sitting and I don't feel sick and there's nothing better than having like crackers on the ready when you have guests it's so <laughs> fancy it's so great it's it so immediately adult. makes you feel like you're lady babying hard totally <sighs> and um my favorite thing something I've been using forever that is $12.99 on the site normally in the stores it's $17.99 so it's that's the, a big difference yeah right Dr. Bronner's organic rose castile soap rose lavender it depends. Tea sometimes, tree. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do the unscented. Who knows? Eucalyptus. Almond. There's so many options. Yeah. So um, I just love this soap around the house. I can use it. I can make a bunch of different wash solutions, whether it be for my uh, dishes or cl- like cleaning anything or, you know, I keep it in the shower. I wash my mouth guard with it. Full disclosure. Everything. So it's just like a great thing to have on hand. So dope. And yeah, Thrive Market. We love them so much. Head over to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde. You'll get 25% off your first order plus a free 30-day trial. No code is necessary. Shop around and the discount will be applied at checkout. Just go to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde. Get 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial. What could be better, guys? Not much. And keep sending us the stuff you're finding over there. We are constantly wanting to know what you guys are finding and discovering on the site. We love it. Thrivemarket.com slash retrograde. See you there. Namaste shopping from your bathtub. Hello. Let's pivot into how Aether came about. Sure. And you're not still with Sephora. I'm not. So I officially left in April. Okay. And I launched. Congratulations. Yay. And I launched in June on the summer solstice, so it already feels like 10 years ago. (laughs) Um, Jumped right in. But yeah, so I really was looking at clean beauty and really finding a disconnect to the brands that already existed versus, you know, growing up sort of at Sephora and wanting fun, wanting, you know, covetable brands, wanting different shades, wanting storytelling, like a lot of things were just missing from the color space. In in the clean beauty In sense. the clean beauty space. Yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing and, and it's definitely shifting. But what I think my introduction to the clean beauty space was like, it's clean, but it's not going to stay on very long or it's clean and the pigments are kind of whack. And I think at the end of the day, what women and or consumers in general want the product to be great and 100%. the fact that it's clean is an amazing bonus but we're used to it being great so it needs to like meet it there it's so true like as much as a conscious consumer as I try to be if if there's a color that I really want yeah. and a brand that's like maybe not doing the thing I will I'll get it anyways in spite of the fact that I'm like annoyed Versus, like, if a, a brand is sustainable, but I'm like, well, sorry. Yeah. It's, like, fucked up, but it's true. No, totally. Women want to look good yeah. at the end of the day. You, yeah. know, you don't want your foundation to disappear after an hour. Right. And, like, you looking like, what just happened? Yeah, like, I've tried every foundation from, like, the natural beauty companies. The only one that I find is, like, actually good is RMS. Yeah, so there's lots of brands Shout that out are. RMS. We love you, Rosemary Swift. <laughs> Hi. So good. <laughs> well, a lot of brands that exist in the clean beauty space, you know, don't necessarily come from beauty, and so right. don't either come from makeup formulation expertise either. So a lot right. of them start because they, um, you know, something happens to them, like they get pregnant or they have a skin issue, and they start 
researching ingredients, right? And you start peeling away the onion and then you start learning all these crazy facts about right. the industry. Um, so, you know, they just, it, it takes a while to get up to speed and it really takes a while to be able to, you know, formulate, to have efficacy, to have shade range, which my brand is vegan, which also adds another layer because you can't use certain pigments that are derived from anything living, like a insect, which is one of the colors that is very, uh, it's carmine, so it's in a lot of products. So it's- What does it come from? It comes from beetles. So then it's technically oh, not vegan. They but are it makes, so beautiful. It makes red. So whenever Whoa. you see the color red, which could be a shade of red. So an orange red, a pink red, a In purple, lipstick too? Anything. <gasps> yes. Oh my so, God, you just actually blew my mind and also grossed me the fuck out. Yes. So it's very commonly used. So it's hard to get those shades if you want them to be vegan because a lot of the alternatives are more brown based it's hard to get vibrancy without using those pigments so it takes Whoa. work in order to do it and it takes sort of being able to research and being able to work on it to get it right wow wait why can't you get red from like a leaf or like mm, a, a, a clay from the ground they do get some clays but if you think of clays they're more brown based that's true wow Okay, well, that's upsetting. Beetle, beetle butt juice. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay, so, and then you... So I was just looking at the space. I also um, happened to get pregnant, so I have two kids. So it started about five years ago when my daughter was born. And really being super conscious because, you know, your skin is your lar largest organ. 60% mm -hmm. of what you put on your skin get gets absorbed into your bloodstream within 20 seconds. Oh my God. So you definitely want to be cautious about what you're putting on your skin. So wow. on top of that, women in general eat and absorb about five pounds of makeup a year. G Ew, because lipstick. Because of everything. So it's getting absorbed into your skin. So if you think of foundation or yeah. if you think of your skincare or any of that. So you want to make sure that those five pounds of whatever products are there are actually, you know, clean, they're safe, they're proven. Wow. Which, unfortunately, the last time the FDA did anything in the cosmetics industry was 1938, was the last time any law was put in place. What? And six that, since then, there's been 16,000 ingredients that have been used in the cosmetic industry. And they ban 16. Wow. In a weird way, that's actually encouraging to me because you, you and other people who are doing this are doing it not because someone's forcing you to do it. You're doing it out of your own consciousness and then out of your own need to change the space for the betterment of yourself and other people. And that's actually really inspiring because if it was being forced upon you, it would be less amazing in a sure. weird you know where you're like oh I totally agree. people That's are just like point. doing this because they're good people and when i thought about the brand too like it literally poured out of me the yeah. concept for the brand the idea for products the whole storytelling piece that i i questioned it i was like this is too easy right and it was just like i've never you know the last time i had that sort of flow was really when i was in college making like creative art installations you know where you're just completely free and you know working for a company for so long you don't really necessarily get that experience of whatever you want to create is what happens so. I have to say like the names of your color everything you can tell is coming from that place like it's yeah. so well thought out the color they're all like astrological and stones and it's just all it's it is such a story totally and like that I really learned and finessed at Sephora because yeah. you need everything ticked and tied and you work really fast and you read all the ratings and reviews we always watch them like a hawk because people don't hold back in beauty so hmm. That's how you learn. That's true. Yes. Whoa. Yes. So I'm proud to say with all of my reviews, literally everything has been a five-star review. So everyone who sees the product loves it. Everyone um, is really excited to support a sustainable brand. And so the other piece of the puzzle for me, looking at these clean beauty brands, was the packaging. And I was really surprised that there hasn't been more thought of in packaging for cosmetics. Yeah. So yeah. The EPA just said that a third of landfill waste is from personal care products. 
believe it. I believe it because when I throw stuff away from my bathroom, I'm always like, holy shit, it's all plastic. And you think it's getting recycled is right. the other piece of but it. But there's still product in it so that they probably can't recycle it. Not even the product. It's the fact that the component, usually if you're thinking of a makeup component, let's think of a compact, right? Like a yeah. hard plastic compact. You open it, there's a mirror. You open it, there's a screw holding it all together. There's usually a magnet to close it. And sometimes there's additional pieces in there. So nobody is sitting there taking those pieces apart. And those parts have to be taken apart if they're even going to get to the point of getting recycled. Oh, no. Yeah. So I actually researched and went and visited a bunch of recycling facilities and learned so much about the recycling industry, which blew my mind completely open. And I was so shocked because everything I thought I knew about recycling was completely wrong. Okay, so fuck us up. Yeah. So um, basically... There is nobody sitting there sorting anything at a recycling industry. Like I thought, I, I like naively thought, oh, let me take my component like and go there. Like yeah. I literally like watch it like go through every Chaplin character just like throwing things like totally. over their right and left shoulder. <laughs> like I thought I could bring my components and like see how they would all get recycled and follow them down the line. Completely 100% impossible. So they're just pouring dump loads of things into these machines that sorted out through lasers and other things. And so besides that piece, so a few things. I was asking them because I was debating on what sort of materials to use for my packaging. And a lot of things that have come up lately are like these biodegradable plastics, right? So if you think of those cutlery you've seen out there, like biodegradable sure. stuff. Yeah. So they were saying and telling a whole group of people, whatever you do, don't use biodegradable plastic. I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, you have to use plastic. And I'm like, what, why, why are you telling people to use more plastic? Like, that's just completely wrong, right? Well, they said two things. If it gets into a compost, right, because it's supposed to be compostable, it needs to go into an industrial compost machine in order to compost. Like one that breaks it down. Is this like the the plastics that's made from like corn? corn. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. And there's a bunch of different materials. You can make them from from shells. You can make them from other natural Sugar, materials I've too. Seen. Yes. So the problem is they don't biodegrade fast. And so in these industrial machines, they're spinning them up because there's so much um, compost. I don't know here, but I know in San Francisco, it's mandatory to compost. You actually get fined if you don't. Definitely not mandatory here. People put just shit on the ground here. (laughs) Thorn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So these industrial compost machines, they're speeding them up. And basically, whatever is left at the end of the cycle, they just take and put in the landfill. So these things are are not biodegrading fast enough, so they just go to a landfill. Why wouldn't they put them in the recycling? Okay. So they act – so when you put them in the landfill, they act like plastic. That's the other thing to know about it. So it doesn't Never biodegrade on its own, right? Okay. So oh. in a recycling facility, it gets mixed in with plastic, and it's not a pure plastic material. So it can't get recycled back into the plastic stream because it already is composed of different materials that are not plastic. It just like makes, I hear what you're saying. It just feels like, well, then wouldn't it almost like add to the, you know, redistribution of plastic if they added other materials to it as well? Like, but I guess it's like a different science. So there's different grades of plastic. Yeah. Right. So there's, you know, when you look at a package, when you look at packaging, you know, sometimes you see different recycle numbers. Like one, one two, two, three. three. And they yeah. all mean different things. Usually, right. you know, the smaller the number, the easier it is to recycle. Number seven just means mixed materials. So it doesn't mean you can recycle it at all, but it's got a recycle symbol there and it's a seven and it just means like basically mystery meat. Like people don't know. Like okay. there's not actually a place to recycle them. And so... The other piece of the puzzle. Oh, this is a one. Yeah, yeah. So water bottles, shampoo bottles, things that are milk bottles, those sort of containers are very easily recycled. But you can't use those soft plastics in hard components. Right. It just doesn't work the same way. Okay. So that's why people were looking into biodegradable plastics and have been using them. And so if it goes into the biodegradable stream, it doesn't 
biodegrade fast enough and it goes to landfill. And then if it gets mixed with the recycling, it can actually um, tarnish the recycling barrel of goods. And then that gets that thrown get out recycled. into the landfill. So is there like a Woof. fourth option for the biodegradable plastics that we can have like a fourth basket or that something? That would be great. Yeah. You know, like the industry needs to change. But as it is, right now, only 9% of plastics are actually being recycled. Wow, that's not a lot at all. Not a lot. There's 8.3 billion tons of plastic. 6.3 have already gone to the landfill since plastic has been invented. 9% has been recycled. 12% has been incinerated. Eek. So that's another... It's burning you know, holes in the ozone layer. Exactly. That might be why it smells like poop in West Hollywood. No, I think that's for a different <laughs> reason. <laughs> so I won't launch a product unless unless it's completely recyclable. So that's sort of like a new concept in this space because a lot of these brands, you know, try to make good choices. So, you know, foundation bottles, a lot of them have glass bottles. Glass is great. Glass is easily recyclable. But the pump is made of all different pieces together. So right. again, the pump piece just goes into the landfill. So I won't launch anything unless I, I've been working and figuring out. I like puzzles. I loved Tetris as a kid. Like, how do we think differently? And so I'm working on different components that could possibly work that are all the same material. So we've – okay, go for it. Well, I was just going to ask with, um, when we are recycling a product – for instance, a glass bottle, do we need to consciously be m removing the lid and separating these yes. things? Like, what else do we need to really you be need to careful clean them. of? Okay. So a lot of food waste that ends up on plastic is um, tarnishes the recycled bin. So um, each facility is different. That's why I also recommend visiting your local recycling facility. It is seriously like so mind-blowing um i i was always told just through the grapevine in san francisco oh if you throw something in the trash don't worry people like sort it and recycle it anyway and it power washes yeah a hundred percent untrue hundred percent so just goes to the landfill so nobody's sorting it at the landfill to be like oh this is actually a recycle like a plastic it should go in the recycling facility of course they're not that would be so much extra work totally um so Anyway, so my mind was sort of blown when I went there, and then it just really made me think about, you know, what's going on in the world environmentally. Having two kids, I just didn't want to launch anything without, their, without it going back into the cycle. I just didn't want to add any new virgin plastic, and I didn't want to add to the landfill waste that we already have to deal with. So your compact is has no magnet no magnet has no mirror no mirror made of paper made of fsc certified paper okay. so completely sustainably sourced and then it's printed with water-based soy ink so that's sort of not a new concept but it just makes um every single decision i make on the brand is just as sustainable as can be so what's interesting our magnets and mirrors are completely unrecyclable and so wow. that to me like and on top of it, um, to mine the resources for magnets is a really harsh environment. Um, there's only certain mines that do it, and there's a lot of um, very cheap labor used, and I just don't want to support that industry. Yeah. So how? what's the uh, material in your palette that holds the actual... It's so that's aluminum. Band. Oh, it's aluminum. Oh. No, no, I was asking about... The elastic. Can I see that for a second? Yeah. This part where you... If you get... Yep, sound elastic. Effects. But the part where the color is actually... So it's in an aluminum tin. The tin, okay. And aluminum is something else that's easily recyclable. So like soup cans. Right. Very easily recyclable. Okay. That and glass, great. Okay. Plastic, iffy. Mixed materials, iffy. Okay. Um, is sort of how it goes. Paper not, is not um, bad either. You right. just need to make sure it stays clean and doesn't get soiled. Right. And packaging aside, I just... The yeah. formula that itself was my next is question. so good. Yeah, so mm -hmm. And it rivals like an hourglass or a NARS like glittery pigment, which is so fun to discover. What is it made out of? Yeah, so there's lots of organic coconut butter. I'm having a shea full butter. On I know, you're Kim doing Kardashian, a real like, Kylie so moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so amazing. Okay, sorry. So uber you. smooth. So mm -hmm. even the mats, when you touch them, are incredibly soft and not gritty, which is hard to get in the business. But 
I have very high standards. I have to. I can't, you know, to develop something at Sephora, like, everyone's a critic, right? Yeah. So I We've learned... lost Elizabeth to uh, swatching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here, friend. So fun. There you go. There's paper towel. Sorry we're using that. <laughs> Sorry, world. <laughs> so my brand is also not 100% natural. So there are brands out there that already exist. Okay. Um, that if you want 100% organic, 100% natural, they're there. I don't. Yes. So I like things besides a few shades yeah. and things that don't like disappear after a while yeah so um i do use synthetic ingredients i vet them on the environmental working group i research the heck out of them i also really push my formulators and chemists to think differently and the reason why i kind of have that ability instead of just being like a small brand that nobody really knows of and asking for these weird switch you know things of the from these companies where you know who am i you know, I have the relationships with a lot of them because I worked with them for years. And so a lot of them, I've won um, 17 awards at the for the product development pieces I've, made, I've done at Sephora. So they are all willing to try out-of-the-box ideas for me. And that's why it's gotten to this level to be able to compete with conventional beauty because that's really the whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a question about the formulas in terms of the synthetic versus mm-hmm. natural uh, conversation. Yep. So what are some ingredients that you can substitute for natural? Mm -hmm. And then what are some ingredients that you say, okay, in order to maintain the standard of usage that I would want to use on myself or even in a professional makeup setting, what are synthetics that I choose to use and why are those okay? Yeah, so um, a lot of them are not just from a clean perspective for me. They're also from a sustainable perspective. Okay. So something in the industry that people don't talk about a lot is mica. So... I actually use synthetic mica. Okay. And so it's... What's mica? Yeah. So mica (laughs) actually is a natural occurring crystal mineral, right? And it's a base that's used in any sort of powder formula. So any sort of powder, eyeshadows, blush, foundation, whatever. So all of these natural brands are coming out sort of left and right. And so, so much more mica is being used in the world. Um, The problem with mica, two things. One, it's directly related to child labor, and not a lot of people know it, and not a lot of people talk about it. Lush is actually one of the um, cosmetic brands that talks about it a lot, which is great. Kudos to them, totally. Kudos to you. Also, your stores make me want to die because they smell so intense. Different conversation. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different mall conversation. That's an allergenic Jewish conversation. Okay. So... um, (laughs) If I can't vet the source of my mica, I will 100% substitute it for synthetic mica. Okay. And synthetic mica actually costs more, too, because it's made in a lab. It takes time and takes people, right? So, but the other benefit of it is that it's clear. Versus if you if you think of what mica looks like, it's like shale, like kind white. of. It's kind of gray, kind of smoky. There's lots of things kind of growing with it. So if you use synthetic mica, you actually get a pure shade. Okay. Right? The other bad piece or potentially bad piece with mica is that it um, grows with naturally occurring minerals that could possibly be bad, like asbestos and lead and other things that you don't want in Triggered. your makeup. Which is sometimes why you get these companies that all of a sudden, you know, there's an outbreak at Claire's with all these kids' formula, like makeup, because there's asbestos in it. Well, that's the first problem. Well, 100%. I love Claire's. I was getting... <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a lot of... It's 1995 and I'm getting Let's my get ears, ears pierced. pierced. <laughs> a lot of cheap substitutes out there. I will also not... Um, formulate anything made in China. So my formulas right now I'm developing in the U.S. and in Europe. But I do not want to work in a place that has the mindset of cheaper alternatives are better. You know, question why things are so cheap. That's one of the sustainable Mm. conscious things that I've been um, aware of for myself, even like, you know, clothing to children's products to every piece that you know, why is that $3 sort of thing? Um, I don't want that mentality 
in the products that I formulate. So, you know, if you think of organic food, you're usually paying about a 20% premium versus conventional food. Sure. Because you're paying for the farmers, you're paying for all the extra work and everything there. Right. So it's sort of the same when it comes to clean beauty. So when you're sourcing better materials, you are going to pay for it. I mean, that checks out. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This is really... It's a lot to think about. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like, I want to keep asking questions, but my mind is being blown. It's really cool. So I think that we have this mentality in terms of like with the natural world, not just of beauty, but with food and with fashion and all that stuff, like that if it's synthetic, that it's bad. So that was a really interesting lesson because because of the shift, I think that's in our minds. Totally. And it's actually a really, you know, there's a lot of greenwashing in this space. And it's really hard to be I just heard this for consumer. the first time, and I'm obsessed with that. Yes. Greenwashing. Totally. To trick people into thinking they're doing something good. Totally. And it's yeah. been going on for years, like 20, I don't know, forever, whenever yeah. there's been marketing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So. Um, Fucking propaganda. Totally. So, you know, there's a lot of, co- the clients are confused. Um, people read one thing, read another. You look in the back of a makeup palette, you know, you can't decipher what all those scientific words are. Right. You know, I still have to look up half of them sometimes. Like, what is this? What is it for? Why do we need it? Can we substitute it? What can we substitute it with? All those sort of questions. Wow, you're really doing the Lord's work. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you on behalf of the rest of us. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, my daughter, too, like, she loves to play. She's five and a half, and she, like, now loves to swipe and try on makeup and I'm like well you know I'm really happy to be giving her something that I can trust and stand behind versus something that I don't necessarily know where what's in it um so there is just um what was I going to say so with greenwashing it's become more of a confusion in the market so it's I, I feel like the people who speak to it best are the retailers. So the credo beauties of the world, the yeah. detox markets of the world. They are creating Love these both, standards um, that are in taking on brands like me. I have to make sure that I meet those standards before I'm placed into their store. Right. So that gives the consumer some reassurance when they're walking into those spaces that, you know, these have been vetted already. Versus going, you know, just online or going somewhere else and not really understanding or just reading the packaging. Like, there's a lot of mistrust that happens. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that a brand can say. And this is sort of, I think, in the greenwashing category, which I just heard in the food side of things with grass-fed meat, quote unquote. It Mm. only has to be fed grass one time in order to qualify as that. Makes sense. So we want to look for all grass-fed. It's like these little marketing tricks that just... crazy. We're trying to do it. And I think that's where, you know, this goes back to like when we first started the show of like being, wanting to do the right thing, wanting to be conscious consumers who are, you know, and this, unfortunately, the world we live in, it, we show up with what we spend our money on. And mm-hmm. that's just what it is. And it can be so confusing. But that's also empowering. And it's the only way that the industry will change. So if you look, you know, in the current political situation that what we are in, right? So I literally know, just fake got off the phone with my mom because she wanted to talk. I was like, oh, sorry, I'm getting in an elevator. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I can't do it right now. You know, you, you so end much. up feeling really powerless. Yeah. Oh, right. On crazy. a daily, hourly basis. Yeah. Sometimes that you know what you do really have power on are the choices you make with your dollars yeah you know they're all dollar oriented over there so you know if you choose sustainable choices in whatever you're choosing you are going to shift the industry so what's the next uh endeavor for aether beauty are we gonna see like mascaras lip glosses what are we gonna do over here so I am a product whore. Hey. And hey, Bunch you're of not whores. alone. Real recognize real. Jersey girl. You know? <laughs> so um, I have two years of product that I've been working on. And I want to launch a whole range of color cosmetics. Um, and I have some sneak peeks if you want to see Let's any. See them. Yeah. I have a question about what's while you're getting those out and we're, we're talking What's the most challenging beauty product to uh, make in a sustainable way? Two 
foundation and mascara. I knew it was gonna be mascara. Mm-hmm. Mascara. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and to this day, like there was are two big holes in the market. Oh, and primer. I take it back. Primer is even harder. Okay. Because primer, the thing that makes a primer work is silicone. Right. And you're not using silicone in a clean beauty space. Right. So what do you use as an alternative to be able to, you know, because a primer primes. Right. So you can like fill in those lines and look beautiful mm-hmm. and slap your foundation on. Right. Um, so I am working on products like that for the future. Cool. Um, but a lot of times I have formula right, ready to go, but the packaging is holding it up. Because I just won't. I won't launch anything. Interesting. A lot of people ask me if I'm going to launch makeup brushes because of my, you know, history at Sephora. Yeah. And there's no such thing as a sustainable makeup brush. Right. And so there's a huge trend, right? Is it because of the bristles? Using our fingers? Or is it because of the... What is it because of? Yeah. So um, I won't use virgin plastic. So in order to create vegan bristles, they're all just virgin plastic. And so now the trend is to walk away from animal bristles, which is fine. Um, but the alter- I'm like, but the alternative is more virgin plastic. Right. So that's not a great alternative in my opinion. So. And then there's no way to recycle it. You can, if you wanted to, like break apart a brush and put like the handle, if it's wood or plastic, into the recycling, the right. same with the ferrule, but you can't do anything with the bristle. So that's why I won't what do about, anything. What about the sponges? Sponges are made of plastic. So I don't actually know if they're recyclable. What about human fingertips? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I still use makeup brushes. Right. I just won't make them and produce them because I won't make something unless it's sustainable. And I've been pushing my vendors and asking them, and they're trying and I'm sure I'll be the first to know if I hear about it. But right. Um, but right now, it just doesn't exist. Wow, that's actually so wild. So wild. What in your mind would be the best um, ingredient for those brushes? I don't know because the problem is it needs to be some sort of plastic. So I pushed them, can we use PCR, which is post-consumer recycled plastic, right? And the problem with recycled plastic is that it doesn't keep up its strength once it's recycled. Okay. So they wouldn't last as long. Yes. And so every time you recycle something, it breaks down more and more. So you can't, you know, in essence, with this 8.3 billion tons of plastic, keep recycling it forever. And, you know, it will eventually break down. It takes like 400 years for plastic to actually biodegrade. But when it biodegrades, it's leaching chemicals. Like it's not like a natural biodegradable process. Right. It's putting bad things elsewhere, but the plastic itself is breaking down. I know. So, um, so that's sort of one. I know people have, there are, um, plant-based plastic bristles out there, but again, they're not really a solve for me. So, you know, I, I'm not a proponent for animal hair, Animal hair is a byproduct, and if you're thinking about more of a sustainable world, I don't know if that's more of a sustainable answer. You know, that's very questionable. I only, you know, personally have vegan products, so that's not necessarily right for me. Just from a more conscious effort, I don't know if that's actually less of a footprint versus creating this plastic material. But it's also like I couldn't use an animal hairbrush. I would have a, a crazy breakout on my face. Yeah. I'm so allergic to animals. Yeah, and it's crazy. <laughs> I've also learned, you know, cheap makeup brushes, natural hair, like literally is made from dog hair. Ew. No, nope. can't. Yeah, nope. so you see right. those dollar makeup brushes, those three dollars, like just don't buy them. That's disgusting. And I've had breakouts from brushes like that before. Well, the other thing about makeup brushes is you have to clean them. Right. So bacteria lives there. And if you're not cleaning your makeup brushes, it is a very easy space for bacteria to live and breathe. And then being passed on to your products that you're using it to. So um, there's that. Full nightmare. Yes. And mascara, working on mascara, um, you know, I won't, again, I won't launch something unless it's right. And Mm -hmm. I have high standards. So I'm not there yet. What's the around. what's the deal with mis- what's the deal with mascara? Yeah, so um, uh, two things. So most of the natural mascaras out there are very drying, and you can't get a real you know voluminous formula. Um, there's a lot of nasty sort of ingredients in, that people use that you can't really substitute out. 
Right. So to do it in a cleaner space, it takes more effort and more time. Mm -hmm. And the thing about mascara is not only do you have to get the formula right, it's really the other piece is the brush. Yeah. So I'm sure you've seen all different wackadoo brushes out there, big, small. They all claim to, you know, make your lashes amazing and do your dishes too, yeah. right? <laughs> um, so it's a it's a hard combination to get right. But if you and everyone is different. That's the other thing. Yeah. Everyone's lashes are different. Everyone's eye shape is different. So what I might think is an amazing mascara, you might hate and it might do nothing for you. And I've so tried real. like pretty much every natural mascara because I have sensitive eyes and a lot of them actually irritate my eyes. Yeah. Because so, I think without the preservative, there's like some weird thing going on. And what's really scary with mascara, so there are a lot of indie brands popping up left and right, um, which is great for the space. But um in this natural space, a lot of people don't want to use preservatives. Yeah. Right? So very, very scary to not use a mascara with preservatives. You're putting it to your eye, number one. Number two, anything could cling onto it if you're taking it out wherever you are and you're putting it back in. It's the one product that I think you're supposed to change it every six months yeah. because of the yeah. bacteria that could grow in there. Um, so there are natural preservatives. So I, I don't understand why brands or maybe they... I don't know why they're making that choice, but it's kind of a dangerous choice to play in because you don't want to harm a client. Um, powders, eyeshadows, things like that, you don't need a preservative um, just because of the nature. It's not a liquid. How long um, after opening would you say we can hold on to the Aether palette? Yeah, so what's interesting with powders is that, you know, the typical thing for any sort of powder product is about a year. Okay. So it's a year shelf life from when you open it. Personally, I've had palettes forever, you know, like yeah, I've right. never had a problem. It's more like if they're, if I have an eye irritation from some product I'm using and then I go and put an eyeshadow there, like I don't know if You're it's done. spreading there. That's where sort of the, the problem comes in. But you can also spray your makeup. There's like alcohol you can spray and cleanse it. Um, so it's easier to do that with a powder versus if you're sticking sure. something in a mascara that's kind of done. Okay, so you pulled out this new palette. Yay. Is this it's okay? Gorge. Tell us everything. Yeah. So this is the Crystal Grid palette. Okay. So the first palette I want to say is called Rose Quartz Crystal Gemstone Palette. Yes. So and which is like a pink bronzies sort of family. Yes. So that one, each shade is infused with actual rose quartz. And not just because we all love crystals and crystals are trending and they're amazing, but there's actually a reason. So rose quartz actually prevents against redness, wrinkles, and fine lines, which as I get older, who knew you actually get like wrinkles on your eyelids? It's pretty cool. Ew, I remember um, I did my grandma's makeup once for my cousin's wedding and I was moving the brush around on her eyelid and I looked at my mom. I was like 15 and I was like, is this what happens? She's like, it's so nasty. Well, you've got some time. Don't worry. But... I know, but it's loose as fuck. So, well, she's dead now, but it was. <laughs> you need some primer. Well, I'm not afraid to admit my grandma's dead, but when she was alive, she had loose eyelids. I know it's part. It's part of life. This is what we're doing here, guys. She lived she's in New telling York. The truth. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um. So this palette <laughs> launches mid December. Cool. Crystal Grid Gemstone Palette. So each shade is infused with a different crystal. So if you think of a crystal grid and mm -hmm. sort of your intentions and what you're trying to put out there, you know, there's amber in here, there's amethyst, there's tourmaline, there's sapphire, there's diamond. Literally, who doesn't want to wear diamonds on their eyes? I mean, right? so true. Totally. Yeah. So um, this palette is all for going out. Um, the other palette is definitely a day to night. You can layer it. Very romantic. This one is all straight metallic. So you're going out, unless you're bold like me and wearing the shades all day. Um, you know, it's just for the girl who wants it's to play. So I love the topaz. And, um, you know, for me, this is really what I wanted to bring to the space because the space is so natural. It's so clean. It's pretty. It stops there. You know, there's not a lot of shades. There's not another playfulness. There's not like crazy brands coming out in there. Mm -hmm. So um, I really wanted to create sort of this cosmic feeling brand that really helps to empower women and help empower them in their choices. I'm actually working to create a, uh, to make the company a B corporation, um, which means you're making sustainable choices in your corporate, um, in your corporateness or whatnot. So Patagonia is a B Corp for people who aren't aware of what a B Corp is, but it doesn't really exist in the makeup industry. Wow. Cool. That's really cool. They're so pretty. It's yeah. gorgeous. Wow. 
And then I have something. Show us. Yeah, show us everything. Okay. Show us everything and we'll narrate it for everybody else. So this is really <laughs> a sneak peek. And so this um, this is what I'm sort of talking about with changing the industry. Yes, so, this is what I'm talking about. Yes. So this isn't launching until next year. But um, this is a component. It's all liquid lip. The component is 100% recycled plastic, which okay. number one doesn't exist. But if you look at it, it kind of has a smoky tint to it. Can I touch it? Yeah, yeah. You can swipe it. You can try it on, whatever you want. But um, so it's not clear, clear. But it kind of looks cool that way, right? So brands are kind of scared of doing this because it's not clear. I don't mean really even clear notice. As in, oh, yeah, the, you mean the totally. glass itself? But look, totally. it's so okay, I it's, see. it's so gently. Yeah, it's, it's like, not a big deal. It's like it has a gray tone, but it looks purposeful. Yeah, and this does, and this is from recycled plastic, and it has all that tone recycled of that. plastic, all the same plastic. This is the only thing that's not because there's only so much you can do. Um, the applicator, yeah, the little sponge applicator. So you okay. have to cut it off. Okay. Oh, good to know. Yeah, and I will say. This applicator is a little bit of a nod to the YSL applicator, and it's the best applicator. I don't know. If I love you, at that. you know shifted or like lifted applicators. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure so she looked at it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. You know, all applicators are shaped for different reasons, just like a mascara wand. So you really have to also fit the applicator with the formula. Right. Okay. There's that so tracks. many colors. I know. So there's 12 shades. Um, each shade is infused with actual ruby powder. And ruby powder helps prevent against uh, free radicals and pollution. So, oh my God. And in the spiritual sense, it also helps promote um, self esteem. What? I want to use it. Mm hmm. And like beautiful shades, all the shades basically that I want. Gorgeous. I'm really into this nude one. It reminds me of Chelsea Girl's original from the pot from NARS. Amazing. Which I don't know if they do anymore. Elizabeth deepest cut <laughs> wow does it look pretty looks gorge really pretty and so like shades you wouldn't necessarily yeah. see in this space either so again i like fun i like wearable i like you know just being a girl it really is the perfect combination like that you with the background that you have are now stepping into this role and creating what you're creating is so cool and we're so lucky to have you out there thinking with using the mind that you come from with the background to do this it's really dope I know I really feel like you could be giving talks to other people who are doing this with their brands because you're not sacrificing the quality for your ethics and I think that's totally very difficult totally and that's what I think people get um, scared about or you know like I said I like puzzles yeah. So how do you, okay, you have this restriction. How do you think around it? How do you make it better? Um, you know, there's brands that use bamboo out I was going to ask about that with the brushes too. Yeah. So again, they're compacts that have mirrors and magnets and screws, so you can't really recycle it. It's bamboo. So what do you do with it? Does it compost? Is yeah. there a finish on top of it that makes it not compost? Nobody's sitting there taking it apart. So in my opinion, it's probably ending up in a landfill. I need to do more research on it, but that's like my educated opinion. Bamboo supposedly is more um, environmentally friendly to produce because Mm -hmm. it uses less water and it's really strong and it grows really fast. Um, That being said, you know, again, is it still the most sustainable option? I don't know. Where is it going in the end cycle? Is it going to the landfill? And if it is, that's not really a solution for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Tyla, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You've given us... So much to consider. I know. And, and so much to play with. So much yeah. to play with. This is fabulous. So we when are these launch next year? So the Crystal Grid palette launches in December. Okay. So holiday gifting. Holiday. We'll put, we'll put it on the guide. Exactly. And then this is more like summer timing next year, like April. Cool. It's kind of summer in the beauty industry. And your original palette's available yes. at Sephora? Nope. It's okay. available right <laughs> like, now. Fuck my old <laughs> people. No, I'm actually launching at Sephora in February. <gasps> Amazing. It's so exciting. I do feel like Sephora is doing a good job of trying to bring in conscious brands. just started carrying Four Sigmatic. Yes. So So they're they're making it happen. For your face? 
to drink. It's drinkable beauty. Okay. Ingestible mm-hmm. beauty. Sure. That's I'm the, all into ingestible. That's the professional term, right? Totally. I love that. Do you know body, uh, uh, sorry, dope naturally? No. no. Oh, obsessed. They are um, all organic beauty ingestible powders that okay. you add to like yogurts, your smoothies, all of that. But okay. I'm totally into the brand. Like they have this amazing like melonade with watermelon seeds in it. So it gives you like a crunch when you eat it. It's just like awesome. Mm. I love it. We I will feel check that out. So good after Pro tip. Okay. So sorry. I yes. cut, I cut you no off. worries. So I have the palette available on my.com. So it's Aether Beauty Co. So A-E-T-H-E-R mm-hmm. Beauty Co. Okay. And then I currently sell at credo beauty amazing and And they have a website they do and they have stores across the u.s as well Mm -hmm. um and a few other dot coms and uh, mom and pops at the moment great that's amazing yeah wow doing the good work tyla thank you so much for joining us today this we're such big fans and we're just really excited about what you're doing thank you for having me yay and if any of you want to check out our favorite palette we got a bit of a promo code wow if you go to aetherbeautyco.com that's a-e-t-h-e-r beauty you know how to spell it co.com <laughs> and enter promo code retrograde love all one word you will get 15 percent off your first purchase and free shipping and, oh, free, and shipping. free shipping wow thank you she's an angel you guys excited about that know what that jingle means well i was just gonna go it's time for rnt yeah you know me since we can't use that jingle because right. of licensing we can sing it we can sing it that's what happened to it i think people were asking yeah and um that's we what, just are trying to like cover our tushies we don't have the rights to uh opp but maybe a few more advertisers so we can purchase you never it. know yeah guys donate come through <laughs> hit me up on fucking <laughs> on venmo hit us up on cameo <laughs> we will do a dance and then we'll bring back the song okay so today our main rose is a collective rose yes um and it is that we both went and saw a f- previous guest and friend and friend vanessa fitzgerald at v's honey and we got our muscular nutritional testing done nutrition response testing i Whoa. believe is the Proper term? The scientific phrasing. Mm, okay. Um, really blew my mind. Same. Shit was crazy. Yeah. And okay, so why don't we just both say what was you okay, share yours first and foremost? And in asking her what it was, she said that everything as as that's a retrograde listeners know everything carries energy, and um, our body subconsciously reacts to the energy of that thing. So by did I explain that correctly, yeah. you think? Yeah. So by testing our muscular response to um, certain things as they're stimulus. Pl- there you go. Mm-hmm. As they're placed on various areas of the body, she's able to see where we might, what might be causing irritations or where we might have weaknesses, have weaknesses. or imbalances. Exactly. So. And before you tell me what your stuff mm-hmm. was. It's a process. So what happens is she'll do the entire body and there'll be like a number of different things that need attention, but then she'll start distilling it back and back and back and sort of figure out what's the thing that needs the first round of attention. So whatever you're clearing in the first round is then done and then she keeps working with you to get you all the way back to homeostasis, but you can't address everything all at one time because you'd literally be taking like 400 supplements. It's wild. Okay, so you go first. So the first, the biggest trigger that I had first thing she said was dry cleaner solution dry cleaning solution okay she was you're having your body's like fighting something off with dry cleaning solution but she got to that after like a series of yeah many but that was tests. the first thing that she was like that was the major okay flare up okay or what have you so specific so specific and i was like i don't take anything to the dry cleaner i'm on a budget what and then i thought about it and no shade to run the runway i am gonna write them a sweet letter because i would like them to know and i love them so much they are literally a life hack of life hacks. she tells everyone's like i like your sweater she's like rent the runway i do rent the runway unlimited yeah um i love them and so everything I wear, they have a pretty, you know, everything comes through dry cleaned from of course. them. Of course, pretty extensively. And because um, it arrives like new. Yeah. And um, so everything I wear is actually dry cleaned. That's insane. And um, my body has been trying, has been reacting really badly to it. Hence, 
um, probably why I've had this insane bout of uh, eczema on my eyelids. It looks better now. It's fucking burning. It right is. Now. Yeah. It doesn't look uh, like as uh, swollen. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's cleansing out. Cleansing out. Who knows? Okay, so she gave you some herbs for that. Um, and then I had a parasite, so I'm in the process of a parasite cleanse. Ugh. Have you been pooping out worms? What happens with a parasite cleanse? Um, they I really I don't know if I really want to get into it on air. I don't I think I'm too soon into it for them to be fully coming out slash I don't know if I have a cold or if if it's just a response, but pretty much they crawl out as your friend, in whatever way. I'm gonna need to request something in front of our friends and listeners, and you can feel free to say no. If in indeed a bug does exit your body, I'm gonna need a photograph okay. or a video. Okay, and I don't care if it's in your poop because that's how much I love you. Yeah, I have been I have been eyeing my poop. Good, good, good. And um, I'll keep you posted. I, interesting. Does, can she tell you where you get it from, like a sushi or something like that? No, but she can tell um, if it's like a small or large i have the small kind which is apparently easier to clear this is a completely new territory yeah of to me like i don't Dude, know i wonder much. if that's what was happening with your skin who knows whoa but i've been doing a lot of google research uh -huh. and dear googling said subject is a trip so if anybody wants to go on that deep dive with me enjoy wow that's wild yeah how about you um well there was a bunch of different weaknesses that I knew that I had but it was interesting that they were coming up like when I get my period my left ovary is like in so much pain mm -hmm. she was like found that and I didn't say that obviously so I was like okay I once it like corroborates what I'm already feeling then I'm like I'm sold on this mm -hmm. um but and then like I had like a thing with my heart which I thought was interesting Anyways, that was like that's all stuff like down the line. But the the thing that we're gonna address now is that my eye. Remember my eye, you guys. TBT. Chalaise in twenty seventeen. <laughs> fucking talk about Venus retrograde. Was it twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen? It was both. Oh, okay. But I didn't get the surgeries until twenty seventeen, because I remember I had gotten a surgery and then had to do white famous and put makeup on my eye and then it like came back. Right. Anyways, that was a fucking insane saga. And now Throwback. it's, yeah, sorry to bring her back. I know she was a host that we had to ask to leave because she was disruptive. Uh, <laughs> Disruptor. Yeah, she was, but not the good kind. <laughs> she was a fucking bitch. Um, but it's fine now, but my eye still gets very irritated. Like I can't wear makeup for too long. I really never wear contacts. It's still like somewhat swollen. Hence the mad eyewear game. You know what? You got to work with what you got, dudes. <laughs> But Vanessa was like, finally honest with me. She's like, I can see that it's swollen. And most people are like, I can't tell. And I'm like, I know it's swollen. I know my own face. But she said, what it is, is a fucking exposure to pesticides. Mm. And then I was like, do you think it makes any difference that I grew up next to a nuclear power plant? <laughs> and she was like, what the fuck? Like, that's probably like so much of what your imbalances have to do with. She said, my, ner my two nervous systems are like switched in the way that they like react with each other. And um, I think I had that too. Which is weird. I don't know mm -hmm. how that happens. And um, that I have the flu inside of me. And it's good that I went to her when I went to her because if I didn't, I would start getting the flu like in a couple of days. Has anybody else tried this? Is anyone else as tripped <sighs> out as we are? I'm really it's fucking really obsessed really with cool. it though. I like it's, really am because oh, yeah. it's also just like crazy how like you put your finger on different stimulants and th that's what makes your body react. And then like also with the supplements and. Oh, also, she said that I need to start putting wheat germ oil on my tattoos and all my like piercing scars because that disrupts some some sort of nervous system response and it like fucks up your body's ability to combat like infection and all this crazy shit. She's like, so can I ask you to not get any more tattoos? And I was like, mm, I can't promise that. How many do you have? I have 13. I have none. Talk yeah. about personality. Hey. That pretty much sums it up. <laughs> yeah. And I have Completely. holes in my tongue, my belly button, my nipple, and my nose from piercings that I took out. Wow. So, and you never had anything pierced, not even your belly button? Never. I wasn't allowed to get my belly button pierced, even though I really wanted it. But I'm so thankful to my mom for not letting me go full Britney. I love that you say you weren't allowed and that like stopped you. Like, I wasn't allowed and I that did and not I just prevent had, like, me from doing it. I just had like a bunch in my ears. Right. Well, but same. most of those have closed up. Right. Anyways, wow. So we're going to, I want to like track this. Yeah. So we're going to track this. Yeah. And um, we'll keep you posted if 
that is something of interest. Yeah, I think it is a lot. A lot of people have responded to my Insta story, so I feel like we're gonna. And if that tracks anything, it does. It's that. It's interest. So there you go. There you have it, guys. There Vanessa you Fitzgerald. It. You can see her in Santa Monica if you're in LA. Um, I think it is an only and you in can person check thing. Check out her episode that she did with us, um, in which it's honestly it's a very personal episode and yeah. a very special episode to us. Um, it's about Adderall. So if you guys haven't listened to that, we suggest you do. Great suggestion, Elizabeth. That's what I'm here for. And with that, we want to thank Tyla mm-hmm. for coming through for really just like busting our minds open with knowledge and. You know, once you once you learn this stuff, it's hard to go back. It's a Pandora's box. You can't really recycle the same way that you used to. I just love that she really garnered so much information and like true field research from a big company like Sephora and then took that and used it for the good of, yes. of, the, of the, the female species and our faces and our bodies on the planet. And it's just so dope. So support our Ether Beauty. That's A-E-T-H-E-R beauty.com. Um, I think you guys will be really happy with what the offerings yeah, are. Yeah, we love it. Are we going to do a giveaway? We are. We'll do a giveaway. Great. So um, we'll just do um, a giveaway for a palette for you and a friend. Ooh. So we'll let you know on Instagram where to comment. But why don't you just comment below with a friend who needs to get into that so retrograde mm. and then you guys can both win a palette wow we'll doing the lord's work guys um thank you guys so much be sure to if you're in new york check us out 11 11 we're part of the new york comedy fest we're so excited to be back at union hall in brooklyn you can find all the information on our events page also if you have a friend's birthday coming up who might be a that's a retrograde fan we're on Cameo, cameo.com slash so retrograde. Mm. We will send a personalized message for, again, $11. There's a theme here. It's a karmic number. Um, I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Falcon. And uh, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. That wow, a lot of asks. A lot of asks. <laughs> Throwing the asks out today, guys. Elizabeth is not can I here say? for not doing the heavy lifting. What can I say? Little Taurus worker bee. All right, guys. Namaste listening. Namaste listening. Yes, that's a retrograde.